0: Hello and welcome to The Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist who lives in Chennai. Every night on this mini-cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight, I'm considering this question. Will India's test and contain strategy work or do we need to move into the treatment phase? It's day 84 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India, and we are reporting 21,700 cases with six hundred and eighty-six deaths, when I talked to Dr. Giridhar Babu, the epidemiologist, about testing in yesterday's episode, he said something that made me stop and think.
1: I, for one, believe that uh, there, there has been too much emphasis on testing, uh, as if uh, testing is the end by itself and uh, not recognized as a tool for uh, you know reaching the outcome. And the outcome here is. Uh, Ensuring that we do the containment, containment, you know, fever with uh, any symptoms Mm -hmm. uh, which are respiratory in nature, if you are able to find such cases and then uh, suspect COVID in them and make the testing, then it is far more beneficial.
0: Today, the bit I want to focus on is not the part about testing, but about that second part, locating people with symptoms of fever and respiratory illness. Dr. Babu calls this our strength
1: here uh, in in this country what we should focus is uh, play on our strengths and our strength has been using syndromic approach for identifying cases and then treating it we have done that for polio by uh, following a syndromic approach for acute paralysis surveillance we have done that for uh, uh, sexually transmitted infections and its control and so it's not difficult in terms of doing it
0: This syndromic approach that Dr. Babu mentions is a term most closely associated with the identification and treatment of sexually transmitted diseases. In 1991, against the backdrop of the HIV-AIDS epidemic, the World Health Organization published guidelines for the clinical management of sexually transmitted diseases. The most common approach until then was what is called the etiological approach, which is to do a laboratory test on a suspected case and then follow a course of treatment. This approach is resource intensive, requiring trained laboratory technicians, availability of lab supplies and in some cases expensive specialized equipment. Even as I say it, the similarities with RT-PCR tests in the current time is obvious. Anyway, so the WHO came out with a second alternative set of guidelines for low income settings which it called the syndromic approach. In this approach, diagnosis is based on the identification of syndromes which are combinations of the symptoms the patient reports and the signs the healthcare provider observes. A key feature of this was the use of humble flowcharts. The recommended treatments are effective for all the diseases that could cause the identified syndrome. There have been revisions in the WHO's 1991 guidelines for STD specifically, but India considers the syndromic approach as being key to its successes with polio and HIV. And in the absence of enough testing capacity right now, some argue that that's the way we should be going right now too. I can see why this looks like an attractive option. Fevers and coughs were the two most commonly reported short term illnesses in the India Human Development Survey in 2011-12. 17% of people reported that they had a fever and 12.6% a cough in the previous month. But the poor were least likely to seek care. The syndromic approach would ideally bring healthcare to all people with symptoms from a cough and fever upwards, of course along a sliding scale of seriousness. It could also destigmatize the disease by bringing everyone with similar symptoms to the notice of healthcare workers. But apart from the sheer number of people who would require screening, there's one very big, very specific problem with adopting the syndromic approach, to the novel coronavirus epidemic and I asked Dr. Babu about it. I wanted to ask you a little more about the syndromic approach. So I understand uh, that it has been our model and our successful model for uh, both polio and HIV AIDS but again given the the high proportion of asymptomatic cases over here uh, since we are talking about um, you know cost benefits of putting in a large amount of resources or energy in a particular direction does this kind of Uh, find every case and isolate them approach work for uh, an infection uh, with such a high proportion of asymptomatics?
1: That's an excellent question. So now what uh, the assumption here is, whether you find a case of fever with other uh, respiratory symptoms either reported at the hospital Mm -hmm. or in the community and then you start your testing uh, this scenario doesn't change whether you do in the hospital or in the community setting. For every person who presents with the symptoms, mm-hmm. there might be a fixed number of people who are asymptomatic, Even yeah. that uh, this has been the major presentation of the findings. However, you can't do anything with the asymptomatic in the sense that you can't do large scale testing for 1.3 billion people for the next so many months, every now and then to yeah. establish. So when you do seroprevalence service, you will come to know what is the extent of infection, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. On top of that, if you look at this uh, syndromic approach, this is giving you an additional layer of uh, information which will tell you what proportion of them are symptomatic.
0: If India was to lower its focus on testing and pivot towards a more syndromic approach, we would have to accept that many asymptomatic cases will slip through the clinical management net and that has implications for containing the spread. On the other hand, it would mean that some normal movements could be restarted. In a syndromic approach, asymptomatic migrant workers, for instance, would not need to remain in the big cities or in relief camps and could go home as long as they remained under the surveillance of healthcare workers and fever clinics. Here is also where the viral antibody tests that I mentioned yesterday that measure population-wide prevalence could come into use. As always, there are no easy answers or easy decisions and I don't envy the people having to take them. A new virus might require a new public health approach. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.